I think it's funny how hybrid work it's become such a narrow small conversation like everyone's basically just like okay two days in the office or three days in the office and like you know zoom or google (laughs) meet and it's like no there's that's so small like there's actually a lot of opportunity with hybrid Mm -hmm. because people love having the flexibility so let's celebrate that versus making it feel like a problem Mm -hmm. but also we do need times together as a team Mm -hmm. and that's why we're talking about our new um, offsite space at Lost Office. But the other thing I've been thinking about is hybrid actually created a really good opportunity. So we, it, it's kind of forcing leaders or it should force leaders, it could force leaders to focus more on the outcomes that they need from people. Because we still were based on the system. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. Like we're still based on this nine to five kind of system. How long you are at your desk is how we define your paycheck. Yep. I mean, that's like a factory mentality that ended decades ago. And we're still actually basing the workplace off of hours. And so that's kind of wrong and doesn't make sense. And that's why it's confusing and hard. Because if it's hybrid and remote, you can't track how many hours people are working. You can't control their time like when they were in the building. But this is a good change. Like we, we are long past the factory system anyway. So... I say like take advantage of hybrid to shift the mentality as a leader and it's forcing you to get the outcomes more clear because if you're, if I can't track your time and if I can't like know exactly where you're at, I have to know, I have to be able to give you clear outcomes and that you're going to do them, accomplish those, however you're going to accomplish them. Like you, I'm not saying this well, am I? (laughs) You are no. And I think you already do that. You do that well. But this is a huge shift for most leaders. <laughs> yes, it I is. I mean, yes, there's books on it and all that. But it's like if you define the goals and outcomes clearly for people, they can go get it done however they need to it get it done. It just requires a lot of trust. And so that's that's the, it's the scary part, too. Well, but I think the problem, the biggest problem is in bigger corporate world, it's hard to define the goals because yes. it's like so many people have a say in it. Right. Um, also, I think a lot of corporates are still a lot around meetings. So it's hard. When do you even get that done? Yeah. Yeah. When do you even figure that out? <laughs> anyway, I think it's an opportunity because that's what great leaders have always done. Yeah. And now there's a forcing mechanism like, yeah, well, it's the only way for you to justify someone's salary now Yeah. is to right. know, mm-hmm. are they accomplishing the outcomes I need? Because you can't just base it on hours, but we should have been done with that anyway. a long time ago. Yeah. Um, everyone's talking about OKRs when it comes to this. I'm like, gosh, shut <laughs> up. I get so annoyed with like the latest trend because mm-hmm. it's like, this is not a new idea, people. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just that the book got popular. And I don't know, that stuff bugs me mm-hmm. because I'm like, it's not a trend. It's not good because it's a trend. It's It's not new. It's good because it's always been a good way to do work and leadership. Yeah, it's always been a good <laughs> Defining way. Defining the goals and the outcomes and what the results look like. And so um, I think like, what happens with these trends is people try it, they get disenfranchised and they're like, oh, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because you didn't have rhythms to live it out. You can't just say like, oh, OKRs and now our whole life has changed. You got to have rhythms to actually live the OKRs. So just like New Year's resolutions, if you say these mm-hmm. are our goals and outcomes and you never talk about them no, they and you never happen. revisit them no. and you never have any systems around no. them, like, guess what? They're not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I'm much bigger on rhythms than the latest trendy acronym. Like have a rhythm, have a weekly team meeting where you talk about the goals and you talk about how, what we're doing next to accomplish them. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that'll suit you way better. I got to give one shout out for Voxer because like if you're struggling with hybrid, one of the best solutions is Voxer. It's voice messaging and people go, why do you need that? We can do that in text or Slack. I'm like, Mm-mm. just trust me. There's something different about Voxer. I can, I can three X or four X your message if I don't want to be patient. Super fast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like for a remote workforce. It's, it's so great. There's a problem. We're realizing the problems with email and yep. stuff. It's like you misread stuff. Mm-hmm. It takes a long time to formulate an email, let alone read one. So voice messaging is like, in my mind, the solution to hybrid. <laughs> I love it because you can create action immediately mm-hmm. after a meeting. You could you could vox right away and create action. I just I just love it. For especially for someone who doesn't like to create a perfect email. Oh, love it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What do you got for us today? I got, I got five top tips for new managers. Ooh. These are the top tips. Top if you ones, want to 10x your career, too. are they hot? Oh, they're hot. <laughs> <laughs> like, because that's why people follow us. <laughs> I think. Um, are they sizzling as well? <laughs> well, and you and I are the same. Like, these titles, it's a struggle because it's like, I don't know what the five best ones are. What if they're not the best five? I mean, it depends on the person, depends sure. on the role and the company. Yeah. But. We do see some very common themes here. Right. I mean, we work with them enough for us to know, I'm imagining, that you chose them based on what we consistently hear, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we do have some big, we have some legit, uh, what's the word? I was going to say swag, swag, but it's the wrong word. No, what's the word? Swagger. No, no, legit. <laughs> I cannot find the word, so we are moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I just actually have no idea what you're talking about. Could we just move okay, forward? So my five, <laughs> and this is where I'm going to get like hate comments on TikToks. People are like, these aren't the five that Patrick Lencioni says. And I'm like, okay, there's more than five. But here's the ones that come up. Legit cred. Cred. I said swag, but we I have, meant we have, we legit, have legit cred, cred because for choosing it because we talk to so many okay. less swag. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, that's that's, that's fair. There you go. <laughs> okay. So the five are first realize what changed when you became a manager. And I'll explain what that means. Then listening over speaking. The third one is calendar blocks, which we've talked about here before, but obsessed. Number four one-on-ones and how to do those and yep. number five delegation yep. so if any of those topics are already shutting you down just hang with me because i'm going to make it so incredibly simple <laughs> click <laughs> <laughs> i think that's the point is sometimes we think these these topics or these skills are too overwhelming and they don't right. have to be nope. it's just that like when people write whole books and dissertations on them they do become too complicated so the first one is realize what changed when you became a manager when you started leading people other people in yep. your job Something big changed and probably no one told you about it. So it's kind of like graduation or marriage. Mm -hmm. Like you have this big shift in your life Mm -hmm. and now you're leaving that chapter and you're entering a new stage and there's a ceremony to let you know. It's like there's a graduation ceremony, there's a wedding ceremony and all these things happen to clearly mark the shift from old to new. The problem, and this is part of what Greenhouse is trying to solve out there in the world, is when people move into leading people, no one marks the change. No one, I mean, occasionally there's a good company that'll have like a clear program or something to help, but no one marks the change. You don't even, you don't even know it happened. And then one day you wake up and realize like, oh, I'm leading people. I don't even know how. 
and no one taught me the how. Yeah. So I think the very first step is just recognizing. And that's why, like, if you're listening and thinking of a friend or somebody, send this to them, because this is what this is what people need to hear first is like, hey, you changed and you're entering a new stage now where you still have that job of like the day to day work and tasks you do. But you actually have a second job now, which is leading people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the part no one tells you because it's actually a full time job to lead people well. And so, you know, all the stats about 90 um, some percent of people leave their job because of uh, their boss. It's because bosses and managers, if they didn't have this time, this change marked and they didn't learn how they're not doing that second job. They're yeah. actually just like still only doing their first job. And maybe once in a while giving you a performance review Mm -hmm. or telling you what went wrong (laughs) when they're mad. And so um, the real the realization is the first thing, because it's just easy to do like busy work, the stuff you've been used to doing in your former job. It's hard and because it's different to learn new skills of being a people leader. And I think we're starting to slowly see like education system is is starting to introduce more like leadership skill training and stuff. So I, I think it's getting better. But in the past, we didn't really have we didn't really have that. Yeah, I, I think I was reading in Harvard review or something recently because I'm doing I'm talking a little bit to come about some burnout issues. And it was talking about how managers, I think 80 percent of their time is around leading people, uh-huh. but they still have the expectation of doing the work. Yeah. So that that to me is the shift no one's talking about. Yeah, that's that's is like that, the second part of it we yeah. need to address in the workplace. Like, yeah. well, you can't do two full time jobs. Yes. And that's why you have most burnout and most problems happening in that middle management layer because mm-hmm. they're expected to do all the work and manage all the people. Yeah. And so they're working at night and everything. So they're trying and, to. I feel like that time management piece yeah. is the surprise. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but the, the little glimmer of hope there though, even though that's the world we're living in now, I promise you this cause I've experienced it and coached others. It's like, if you get better at the people part, you will be able to delegate and have others do the tasks mm-hmm. and it won't overwhelm your life. Yeah. I mean, I lead people, but I do not work nights and weekends and everything works out like the, it is, it can work, but yeah, there's a lot of challenges. Yeah. <laughs> The second one is listen over speaking. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you speak to this because you're um, you, you train on this topic a lot. And, you'll <laughs> and listen. I will listen maybe, but I don't. Um, part of the shift of becoming a, a people leader or manager is you don't have to be the person who knows everything all right. the time anymore. Mm-hmm. That may have been what got you here. It's not what will get you there. And it's actually annoying people now. It's not making you look good. (laughs) And we all struggle with this. It's like, but I I have this habit of needing to show up and be the know-it-all and have all the answers. And that's just an ingrained habit. Mm -hmm. We have to try and break that habit and create a new one. Yeah. I mean, you said it. I would just say that I think people are really surprised when they ask me a really great tip on being a good communicator mm-hmm. and that I say listening. You say don't communicate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're well, right. What do you mean by that? What, when you say it? that you are perceived as an excellent communicator by being a great listener? Yeah. Because you are noticing, observing. So then therefore, when you communicate, you are clear and concise mm-hmm. about what you say because you took the time to observe what needed to be said. Right. Yeah. There's, um, I was talking with a friend about the masterclass 
series on negotiation Mm -hmm. or the episode on negotiation and how so much of it is kind of just deflecting back and asking questions. Yeah. And then you somehow are convincing this person to do everything you want. But yeah, if there's power in listening, Mm -hmm. it it makes the other person feel heard, which makes them feel good. Yeah. And it also um, deepens the connection. Mm -hmm. So one tip I have for this, if you are wanting to make that shift, is every time you're tempted to talk, like in a meeting or with the people you lead, use that as your trigger. You know, the whole trigger action reward. The trigger is I'm tempted to say what I know or Mm -hmm. give the answer. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, remind yourself, shut up and listen Mm -hmm. and ask one more question. Yep. Because sometimes just listening feels too passive and that's Mm -hmm. what makes it hard. Yep. But if you ask a question. For sure. And you know, it's like, it can be the dumb questions. It's, oh, really? Oh, Mm -hmm. what else? Mm -hmm. Tell me more. Like, whatever. Just ask a question instead of saying a thing. Sure. And use that to start to shift the habit. Do you have any tips on that that one? one. That's my favorite one. Yeah, okay. Uh, (laughs) You know, I (laughs) do. All right. I've talked enough about calendar blocks. Why don't you say something about it? Oh my gosh. I mean, you have, it is endless. I I mean, the other day I was talking to someone about what they wanted for their offsite. The minute I mentioned calendar blocking, they like lit up like no tomorrow. So it's still an issue. It's still a problem. It's the hardest thing. It's, It's the easiest thing and the hardest thing. I would just say, you're right. The best tip you can learn as a manager is how to be in control of your calendar instead of letting everyone else control your calendar for you. Mm -hmm. So take control of the blocks that you want to be in control of, such as uh, you're going to talk about one-on-ones, but like maybe you want to have a day of one-on-ones so you can create themes of mindsets throughout the day. Maybe you want to uh, shorten some meetings, lessen, lengthen some not make them all an hour. Maybe you (laughs) want to have a deep work block. Maybe you want to have a planning block on a Friday where you're planning your next week. The whole point is to, yeah, it says itself. We have lots of episodes on it. So you can go deep dive with us. But if you are a new manager, slow down, do a calendar audit and take some time and calendar block and teach your people to. Yeah, that's a good point. I wasn't going to call it out, but we should. Each of these bullets, especially calendar blocking, one-on-ones, delegation, we have, um, you can just go to the website, greenhousecoaching.co, and right there under topics, you can click on any of those and either get a coaching session to kind of just figure it out with a coach, or there's usually a download video and worksheet thing to do it on your own. Yeah. So again, this is one of those hopeful things where, okay, I have two jobs now. I'm expected to do both. Mm -hmm. This is hard. And so what do we do? We jump ship and go to a different company because their job description sounds better. No, it's yeah. going to be the same problem there. <laughs> like yeah. They're just making a job description sound sexier. It's mm-hmm. like, this is one of the things that helps because if you block your time, like you mm-hmm. said, you suddenly create more time. Instead of having a one-on-one with each team member scattered throughout the week and I'm shifting modes all the time and I'm doing prep eight different times, mm-hmm. put them in one block. I did this with a leader recently and I said, you just saved eight hours of every week because mm-hmm. he would prep eight different times. Now he's prepping once for the block, me getting in that zone, meeting with everybody and then yep. done for the week. Mm-hmm. So uh, calendar blocks help with having to juggle two roles. All right. The next one is one-on-ones. And yeah, we've talked about this so much, but the idea is you, you need to meet one-on-one with your people to be a good leader. And it doesn't have to be so confusing or difficult. Just do this. 
set expectations, say, hey, Sunday, we're going to start doing one-on-ones. I heard it on a podcast. I think it'd be great. And what we're going to do is we'll meet every other week mm-hmm. and just share back and forth, like what's some things that are working and not working in your role, in, in our working relationship, et cetera. And, and yeah, we'll just get in a rhythm of doing that so we can keep communication open. Boom. That's it. <laughs> and then you just do that. But the thing is, don't cancel them every time there's some kind of excuse not to. Yeah. The consistency is what makes it work. Agree. Um, it's also a great place to invest in people's growth and do career mm-hmm. development. And we have questions on the website that you can use in one-on-ones. So um, the idea there is like when you become a new manager, I think it's a top tip right away because if you don't start this early, it starts to feel like it's too late. Yeah. If you start, um, if you don't start having one-on-ones with people, then it becomes a rhythm that's hard mm-hmm. to, you know, change that habit. Yeah. So it's never too late, but it starts to feel like it's too late the longer you wait. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on delegation for a new manager? Why is it important? Well, I think it's important to be talked about because they they don't know how to do it. <laughs> that is what I yeah. feel. And also, they it's a mindset shift. Uh-huh. They're used to doing everything themselves, individual contributor. Yeah. Now they have a team. And also people need to learn to do things. Yeah. But I think that my thoughts on, our, on it are that they're desperate to do it, but they don't know how. Yes. That's what yes. it is. And there's hope, people. Like, yes. I teach this stuff and I still struggle with it. It's so hard. Delegation is so hard. Mm-hmm. Cause it's letting go of control. It's trusting people. Mm-hmm. It's investing ahead of the, the need. Yeah. It's guilt driven. I, I find a lot of managers feel guilty, especially they're like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's a terrible, boring task. Why would I'm like, you know, but then that person loves those kind of Sometimes tasks and they're like, yeah. no, I want to do yes. that. Yeah. Yeah. So again, like where do you, where do you start? The simplest thing is delegate the thinking. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we have posts about this on TikTok, Instagram, yes. LinkedIn. It's like, Delegate the thinking because it's not about delegating the task. It's too late by then. Mm -hmm. Now it's still the plan is in your head and the other person can't own it well. Mm -hmm. But if you delegate the thinking early on, like, hey, Mm -hmm. Sunny, can you just go think about this project? Come up with some ideas of what we might do Mm -hmm. and then meet back with me and we'll chat. Yeah. Now you own it. It's your baby. It's your your ideas and your project. And so you're going to own it much better. Mm -hmm. And the immediate thing for a leader is like, yeah, but they're going to get it wrong or go the wrong direction or not if you just take baby steps like this. Mm -hmm. Just go come up with some thoughts and then let's chat. Mm -hmm. So now I have the chance to influence the direction or, you know, make corrections if you kind of were going in a direction that wasn't where we need to go. It's the problem is when we make it all or nothing. Yeah, that's that's when it gets that's when it fails. That's when it fails. Yeah. And I, I have no idea if you have a takeaway, so I'm going to say one, but feel free to. But mm-hmm. my feeling on this whole five things is very similar to, you know, I teach communication skills. And uh-huh. Usually I'm talking about eyes, voice, hands, speak, and air. And I always tell people, if you try to change all five, you're usually going to feel overwhelmed and not change them well. Yeah. And I would say to anyone that was listening, whatever one stood out to you as the most pain point, that's where you begin. It's hard to begin with all five at once. Yeah. So start with one. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. If you're a new manager or maybe you've been one, but you you're ready to level it up, then try to make some of these shifts 
now. Like try to make some of these shifts early on because these are investment things. It's not going to like be the urgent stuff on your to-do list or at the top of your inbox, but it's the stuff that'll make the difference. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference between a good leader and a poor leader is somebody who just continues to act like a, um, individual contributor doing tasks all the time, waiting for someone else to tell them what to do. They're, they're going to miss out on what a great leader does, which is things like, like this list. 